when you open up the golden legendary and it's like, golden legendary. I'm sure I'm not even doing the best. I, I bet you could do better. Uh, probably not. That was actually a really good wah. Okay. <laughs> friends are listening to the happy hearthstone the longest running hearthstone podcast in the history of space and time and cards and i'm your host noodle swoop along with my good friend guy grumpy hello we would like to take a moment to thank our patrons ridiculous hat beef squatch and james w we do appreciate your support along the way as we continue to make these episodes for you which when we left off we were on episode 239 we were starting to do the card reveals and reviews for the maw and disorder set and we got about a good portion away almost halfway through those reviews so we're going to continue with the reviews and then kind of talk about that impact for the cards as well Um, and also, since then, we've even had some patch notes, some changes to some of the cards that we received uh, in the original expansion as well for Murder at Castle Nathria. So we'll uh, go over those for you, too. But, of course, this is the Happy Hearthstone, so we'd be a little remiss if we didn't talk about what's making us happy. So, Guy Grumpy, what's making you happy? Uh, you know, that's a great question. The Lately, I've been really enjoying family so i'll I'll go with a family my parents are going to be coming into town next week um just after my birthday uh cookies has a um an event that's she's going to be revealing some of her designs uh with nike um so my parents are coming in for that i've been playing a lot of diablo 2 resurrected with my brother so it just feels family and feels good how about you what's um bringing you joy well that's excellent uh family was also a big thing for me actually now almost a a month ago for my vacation um i got a chance to go to my sister's wedding and everything worked out we did have to like kind of check and adjust some of our schedules but we did manage to have a great wedding but really what's making me happy is actually something small and I, i it's it's kind of interesting so i live in this apartment and like across the street so like kitty corner i I think is the the term that you use uh is a barber shop and actually i go there to get my hair cut because not only is it convenient but i also like keeping my money kind of local if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. um but they do a great job but the really interesting part is that when i go to walk my dogs the barber that that cuts my hair he actually gives them a treat every time that they 
they like walk past and he's open. So the, the, that small little thing of seeing my golden retriever, like when we get to that door, he like sits at it and like stares inside <laughs> and waits for like this little itty bitty biscuit, you know, but like, mm-hmm. meanwhile, the, the barber has gotten him trained that he knows that if he goes on this walk and he's in, he's going to get a treat. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a small thing but it really just goes a far way to 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 feel kind of like ingratiated into your neighborhood if that if that makes any sense um mm-hmm. and just the joy that i see on my dog's face as he's waiting it's it's just it's it's priceless it's it's really one of those things that I'll, i know i'll remember you know as as i get older i'll look back on that as a just a really positive happy memory for me yeah that's good it is nice that you have community like that. And that's a good reason to spend your money locally. So I love it. Thanks for sharing. And and definitely my, my dog, Benjamin, he, he loves it too. He loves to get in his treats. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and start talking about some of the, the cards. So when we last left off, we were talking about warrior cards and we had yet to get the demon hunter cards all of them we did get the legendary but demon hunter will be the next cards that we go into when we talk about the five mana fell spell which is a common spell all fell breaks loose summon a friendly demon that died this game with an infuse of three demons summon three instead i mean demons seem uh, pretty good and if you curate them especially in like an aggro demon hunter uh the, the challenge though is that five mana you really want to play big demons and that's just doesn't seem feasible in this uh this meta in this current meta definitely i i could see where this also results in something like you're able to play out the inquisitors and like then you can summon them back Mm -hmm. so you end up with like just being able to like pounce in you know even if you just get two of the Inquisitors and another demon, you're talking about 16 more damage that's about to go face because of this five mana spell, <laughs> which that that seems pretty effective to me. Now, granted, if you're going big, you might also have a few more defensive demons, too. But even then, that might mean gaining more armor or potentially making spells harder to cast for your opponent. So I, I could see where this is quite effective in a bigger demon hunter build. But you're right. Uh, currently, we've got relics and we've got even like an aggro and even there's like a hybrid version of, that includes both of them. But I don't don't know if this spell makes the cut for any of those decks at the present moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just needing to have three of your demons die uh, for that to take effect. You're probably just going to get one back and for five mana, that's too slow for aggro and just the big demon hunter i think is a little too slow for right now but expansions will change that possibly and with discounts too it may be possible to kind of get there with the relics as a package as well but the next card we do have the four mana five four common card sightless magistrate with a battle cry both players draw until they have five cards I have seen this a few times, uh, and it seems like it's actually pretty effective. Uh, it's good stats for the cost, uh, four mana for a five four, and then even though your opponent gets those cards as well, then if you're playing something aggro, then it's really just a reload, and it can also help with quest lines uh, if you uh, if you're playing an aggro version of that. I mean, when I think about it, like Famished Fool, he costs five mana. He's a three five. This is four mana for. A- 
aggressively statted 5-4, and you get to draw potentially up to five cards, especially with the way that the, the aggro demon hunter is kind of built, where you're trying to reduce down the number of cards in your hand, so that way then you could mm-hmm. potentially have no cards in your hand when you do this. Um, <laughs> especially at four mana, I, I think it slots perfectly into that deck. This is probably one of those cards where we're going to see a lot more of it. And it's really good in late duels. So if you build a fast Demon Hunter deck like you need to to get out of the first few rounds uh, and then start building a deck that's more than 30 cards, then you can get rid of your cards pretty quickly. And this is a really great reload. Nice. And then moving forward, we have the Druid cards, which we've already talked about due process. So we get to move on to Eternity Maw. It's a two mana, one, three common with a choose one of silence a minion or give a minion immune this turn. Uh, I'm not really sure what to think of this one. I mean, as a choose one, that's pretty good. It seems like there should be like a OTK uh, with the immune, but I haven't figured that one out yet. The silence alone is so powerful, right? A two mana silence, yeah. And on top of it, you get a body at the same time, and it's not a spell. It's a it's a minion. Having silence on a stick is pretty good. Then we have the three mana spell incarceration. It's a rare spell. Choose a minion. It goes dormant for three turns. It's okay. Uh, it's basically a three turn. Uh, your opponent loses a creature, but. You know, there's other ways of removal that I think could be potentially better unless you need to stop like a death rattle taunt or something like that. It seems expensive for what it does. The only question I would have is if there are minions that go dormant that you could potentially get like a benefit out of, like, for example, with like Narrowlax, like where he gives you the dream cards. Mm-hmm. If you put him back dormant, does he start giving you back dream cards like th- that might be powerful? But beyond that, uh, and even then, that's like a two card combo with a legendary involved. So, right, that's that's really pulling at strings to make that happen, especially in some of these decks that have 40 cards. I don't know if that's necessarily a combination that we want to work towards, but it's a card that's out there, at least. Uh, I, I just don't know if that's going to be effective, especially not not as removal. So moving on, we have in Mage, we have a six mana, six, six common contract conjurer costs three less for each secret you control. They've really been pushing that secret package a lot, and this really goes into it. Like on turn six, you can just drop two secrets and get get this at that same time. So that's that's really strong. Six, six for no mana. Uh, and in duels, again, it's even stronger because you can, like in Reno, then you can play two uh, two mana secrets from the rogue package. So, uh, you know, you can possibly even do this on turn four or uh, turn two with a with a uh, a coin, even and the right ter- uh, passive treasures. So, yeah, I, I really like this card. I'm kind of surprised I haven't seen it as as much but then again uh, although we see secret mage i'm not seeing it on the ladder uh in in my uh, pocket meta it it is out there um secret mage does exist on the ladder even right mm-hmm. now and in fact you can get this contract conjurer down on turn three because there is the 
two mana neutral that we talked about that helps with secrets where you can cast a secret for free. So if mm-hmm. as long as you get that minion down on turn two, get a secret played, and then on turn three you play another secret. Now you've had to have your two secrets, and then he's free. So <laughs> you can get him out really early, and that just makes for really big swing turns, especially with some of the powerful secrets that do exist in mage right now. And it actually makes secret secret mage really powerful. And uh, it really does help kind of kind of seal some games off, especially if you just get that right combination right away. doesn't always happen, but when it does, (laughs) and so that mage also has the four mana rare spell life sentence, remove a minion from the game. Very handy. So this, I believe, works like the poof on Reno. Uh, so it just it doesn't trigger death rattles um, or anything like that. Uh, so I, I don't know that it fits in any of the the decks that I've been playing or playing against. But um, and I, I think it's one of those tech cards that you might throw in for attorney or something like that. Yeah, it's really great for against priests with Mita. You know, if they manage to get one of those on the board, you can just remove it, not have to worry about that death rattle constantly going off, especially if you can hit it right away. Then Zyrella won't bring back a whole entire board of them because of the fact that like each death rattle as it dies, you know, continues to add to the stack for Zyrella, the hero card. So pretty good in that. But again, very specific tech, right? More often than not, at least for me lately, I've seen that come out of Rune of the Archmage, where it's just like some random minion on my board is just like, well, it was there. Now it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessarily things that a, a spell that I've seen people play at the moment. But I mean, clearly there there may be some really powerful cards that are on the board in the future that may need very specific types of removal. So mm-hmm. that might be the way to go going forward comparing it to the the incarceration card that we just talked about it's one more mana to remove it rather than just putting it to sleep for three turns (laughs) yeah just pause like a significant uh, difference in power there uh and uh, honestly i i could see that that one more mana (laughs) you know what you're gonna run that one versus the other one that's like nah you know i'll have to still deal with it later I mean, obviously they're different classes, so you know that you don't pick or choose between them. But it still is, uh, yeah, different ways of doing tech, I guess. But there is also an, another way to to make sure another minion doesn't see play. And actually, this one's even even more sneaky as it's a secret. So it's a three mana rare spell objection. And when your opponent plays a minion, counter it. This has been something that has been missing from the game for the whole. Uh, the whole time uh i've always wanted something that could potentially disrupt a battle cry because there really hasn't been um a card that does that until now uh so so yeah i really like this it probably fits in the same decks that use counter spell um so you know if you're into the control side of it then you can maybe time this to stop a theater or a denathrius or uh, so I, I really like this card. I, just, I think it's something that's been missing from the game since its existence. I mean, you're just making Blade Master Okani cry in a corner because you forgot about him, but it's it's fair. Oh. 
uh, <laughs> he does exist, but uh, he also does. It's that same effect, right? Countering a minion. It's great, and especially if you have Okani in a deck that also features counterspell and objection. You're talking about multiple levels of like you're having to work your way through playing playing some of your minions from hand, and maybe you don't have that cheap one mana minion to play. I know for myself with the the new <laughs> jailer paladin, like there are times where like all I have in my hand are like my big heavy hitters. Like that's mm-hmm. all I have. So if I play one, I got to realize that I might be taking a whole turn off to play my Denathrius just so that way I can <laughs> trigger objection. <laughs> right. I have, I have definitely lost games to this card. <laughs> it's definitely one of the most powerful secrets I've seen Mage have in a while. So I'm for it. It's, it, I think it brings Secret Mage to the forefront, something that is actually playable and even standard right now. Granted, that also probably means Secret Mage and Wild is even more disgusting. Not that right. it needed to be, but it probably is even worse now. Yeah, which actually makes me want to go play it because that was always a kind of a fun deck. Um, and I've been kind of struggling to find fun in standard since the the uh, last round of nerfs. It will go even into the more recent nerfs too. But let's mm-hmm. let's finish off with reviewing the cards. We go to Framester for Shaman, which is our three mana three three with a battle cry. Shuffle three framed cards into your opponent's deck. When drawn, they overload for two. I haven't seen anybody use this, but I, I really think it's an interesting. I really think it's an interesting card. Just having the overload is disruption in a different way that I really hadn't thought of before. But yeah, messing with people's mana and breaking their curve. It seems like it should be powerful. I just haven't seen her um, around yet. Uh, I think it might be something that does eventually see play, though. Well, I, I think right now that you're not seeing it because of the fact that most people have 40 cards on their deck, right? So adding in three random cards you know what i mean like it's just Mm -hmm. yeah no that makes sense. that's a lot a lot to like come across but i think where we'll see this card see more play is if reno decks end up coming back full force which you know reno jackson's clearly right now seeing some play with uh the jailer paladin but i believe all other decks are eventually going to get some more highlander support and so this feels like a highlander tech card right like i'm going to turn off your highlander cards by shuffling in three of the same card and also you want to get them out of your deck but once you do you're going to be overloaded so it's one of those interesting like you're you're darned if you do you're darned if you don't (laughs) you know so Definitely, I look forward to seeing more of it see play uh, once those Highlander cards really do come out and uh, once we get more cards to support that that archetype for other classes. Makes sense. Then finally, for the last Shaman card that we have, the last card in the Maw and Disorder set would be our 8-mana 6-10 rare card Torgas Custodian with a battle cry for each enemy minion randomly gain Rush, Divine Shield, or Wind Fury. So... You're probably going to get a couple of those anyway. And if you get Rush and Wind Fury, then it it's pretty good because it's not going to it's not likely to die uh, or you can at least choose which one kills it. So it's just a matter of getting to that turn, which is a little bit difficult nowadays. Yeah, 
it feels like it's building for like a sort of like Alakir focused style mm-hmm. deck where you maybe have like you're coming back with like potentially getting more Wind Fury synergies, but it's just setting up for it. Like we don't have some of those weapon weapon buffs and you don't have the Doom Hammered doesn't exist at the moment. And so once maybe we get that as we transition to out of the year of the Hydra and the core set changes, maybe we'll end up seeing Doom Hammer come back as well as some of those weapon buffs. And then all of a sudden this this will end up seeing a lot more play as a finisher for for Shaman. We'll see. I mean, that, that's all I can think, because otherwise eight mana for that effect still seems a lot to pay. Meanwhile, I mean, we do pay seven mana for for a couple of the uh, Colossals and that have mm-hmm. similar effects as far as like the board clearing potential. So it's not completely out of the out of the realm of a, a control tool for Shaman. It's just. I don't know if this is the route that people are going without that those other synergies also added in. So with that, that does wrap up all the new the remaining new cards for the Maw and Disorder set. Um, there are new mercenary cards that have been released. We'll include links in the show notes for all those new mercenary developments. Um, but since the cards have been released, we also received a patch update. And with that, there on October 13th, they released uh, an update, which includes a nerf to four different cards, starting off uh, with Theotar the Mad Duke, going from an old cost of four mana to a new cost of five mana with no change in stats. With the developer comment of Theotar is a defining card in the current meta. He plays an important role in giving players agency against powerful late game plays but he can be very frustrating to lose to we don't want him to be one of the most popular cards in the next expansion and our goals with this change is to lower his play rate across all ranks if the play rate doesn't drop significantly with this change we'll evaluate further changes at the next opportunity so theotar needed a uh, a buff. I think he's one of the more frustrating cards to play against because it's a discover effect instead of random, or it just feels like more often than not, he steals your win condition. And uh, more often than not, uh, there it's Denathrius as the win condition, and he comes over fully uh, infused. So it was really a feel bad moment when you lose to your own Denathrius. And I, I'm actually kind of surprised that they didn't tweak. Denathrius instead, uh, because I think that this type of card is needed for for some disruption, but it just ended up being a little bit too powerful. Um, and I'm not I'm not sure that one extra mana really affected it. It's still showing up in thirty percent of the decks almost, um, and it, it might not be getting as good of cards because for whatever reason the meta's kind of shifted away where even though Denathrius is showing as being in almost 50% of the decks uh it I haven't run into it nearly as much as preener so um yeah. yeah so so it's interesting you talk about uh cards that kind of generate a, a type of feeling and and I know specifically we just talked about Reno. I know Reno is one of the cards that you particularly despise. 
Uh, mm-hmm. For me, it's Theotar, especially with the fact that like I oftentimes play control versions of Paladin. Um, seeing Theotar come down and steal my carryall away or steal mm-hmm. away other parts and pieces of uh, the cards that I've worked so hard to gain into my hand, it 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 stinks. It it hurts a lot. And the fact that like at four mana, he was seeing play in decks that probably didn't even need to play him. Like he was being slotted into even aggro decks just as a way to like remove taunts or or that next potential removal from somebody. So I I think the one mana change does have an impact where you're not going to see it in, in those types of decks, but he's still seeing a lot of play. I think even at this level, granted, I definitely think as the meta changes, we'll see whether or not he still sees as much play and if he's added into all those decks. I know I still continue to play him even at at the mana cost that he is he's at and even to the point of I know immediately post these patch notes Funky Monkey was like, "Well, cuz he's now 5 mana, I can play Vandar and I can still play Theotar." <laughs> so <laughs> he's playing like a big breeze that also included <laughs> Theotar and uh yeah, that 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 wasn't exactly the <laughs> The strongest way to play him, but I still think that he sees a lot of play. I don't think it's a buff necessarily that he's at five mana, but I think we'll see less of him. And we are seeing a little bit less, but uh, I don't think that the mana fixes the problem with him, though, which uh, is really how bad it feels when uh, not just losing your win condition, because that feels bad in and of itself, but giving it to your opponent. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's so easy to to hit that because you're hopefully playing your cards instead of just hoarding a, a large hand and they get to pick from three of them. So even at nine cards in your hand, then there's still a pretty good chance they're they're going to have that as a choice. So, you know, there are other ways that they could have done that, make it random um, so that, you know, it just messes with people or change it so that uh, you don't get their card. You just make them discard it and then you uh, have to give up one of yours. You know, there's other ways they could have done that and still had the effect of breaking up those control. One extra mana keeps the same problem. It's just a turn later. So now maybe you get your guff down. There's definitely something to be said for disruption. I I know I even played a game where the opponent played Theotar against me. This is a control shaman versus my paladin. Uh, Theotar against me took my Jaller away from me. I managed to play my Theotar on the next turn and take it right back. Right. (laughs) So. Mm -hmm. And even traded back the exact same card that he traded me. I don't know how that worked out, but then on the next turn they played mutinous. So (laughs) then it got eaten. (laughs) Interesting. And I lost to the mutinous being massive. (laughs) (laughs) So um, it's, it's definitely interesting to see that disruption in C play. I, I, I don't, I don't want to dissuade that, but I, but I think the biggest thing for me is the fact that also discover works works in a way that if there's copies of the same card, it also eliminates them too. Oh. So like, mm-hmm. let's say I had two two uh, silverhand recruits, two Maki rolls, and then I had carriel and the jailer in my hand well now the pool is much smaller than you actually mm-hmm. think even though my hand's full of cards 
he because it's just this discover any copies just are are seen as one card so that mm. i think also has a, a big impact too the fact that yeah. like i i can't sometimes even hide the cards that i want because i just have multiples of the same card and that's that's pretty natural to to build your decks though that way at least the present moment until we do go to a, a highlander builds at that point maybe that's where he loses some of his power as well right he, he, you might ha- have so many unique individual threats and he's only able to pick one which is not enough it doesn't stop the overwhelming you know tide mm-hmm and the fact that you then took five mana to play a three three then also puts you <laughs> behind as well. Right. That needs to be said too, right? If you take five mana to to play this three three, meanwhile I've got a full board of stuff and you take away, say, Carriel from my hand, and that doesn't stop me from still buffing my board and just killing you on the next turn because you took that turn off to spend five mana. So I think the the one mana difference will have an impact and it'll make him significantly worse, but it's will it be enough maybe it needs to go to six to be even more defining but i feel like that 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 was worthwhile okay and then we also saw some changes for hunter with two wild seeds seeing some change the stag spirit wild seed saw a change from an old stats of five attack and four health to a new four attack and three health this card has been changed now twice. The The weapon that it was giving you also has seen a reduction in the amount of damage that it can provide. And meanwhile, the bear spirit wild seed has gone from an old two attack and five health to a new two attack and four health. Also reducing down some of the stats that you get uh, from that card. With as much Hunter as we were seeing prior to these nerfs, something really needed to be done, and those were two of the the toughest ones to deal with, for sure. Uh, when you have a three mana, um, and sometimes even sooner than that with uh, the uh, Wild Seed cards, uh, getting a 5-3, even if it's dormant for three turns, um, gives you a weapon as well. The five damage got through anything pretty much. So uh, I, I think that one definitely needed to be adjusted. The bear spirit, um, similarly as a taunt, it had just a little bit too much health. So I think just reducing it by one uh, makes it a little bit more fair for the aggro, um, especially since that one that one tends to get uh, opened a little bit faster. And I think the big thing too, when it comes down to the wild seeds is how they appear or how they get summoned to the board. There are some spells that only give you one, but there's multiple cards that give you multiple spirits at the same time. So getting two Mm -hmm. of them, getting three of them, and then they end up getting sped up in some of their dormancy as well. They come, come along even faster. Um, The, especially like when you look at the card like Aralon, the original stats that you got out of that one card was just bonkers. I mean, yeah, it's originally like when you first play it, it's a Boulder Fist Ogre. But I mean, we also know Boulder Fist Ogre, good stats for the cost, right? Good stats for the cost, yeah. So so to add on all those additional uh, minions getting added into that card, that that probably was like one of the, the highest value generating cards that we saw from the murder at Castle Nathrius set. So 
it's no surprise that when you take into consideration all those cards together as a whole, that there there will need to be checks and balances along the way. But I, I it's funny too because every single time they do one of these nerf changes, I click that refund button. I'm like, how did I still manage to get so many cards that are impacted by this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, I look forward to it. Yeah, that actually gave me a nice boost of usable dust. So yeah, I was happy. You know, it's it's nice to be able to turn your entire uh, Jailer Paladin deck golden, you know. <laughs> yeah. so, I can do that now. Uh, and uh, the Harpoon Gun also has seen a change going from the 3-mana three 3-2 three with the old. After your hero attacks, Dredge, if it's a beast, reduces its cost by 3 to now after your hero attacks, Dredge, if it's a beast, reduces its cost by 2. This was actually one of those cards that received a buff too. So it's kind of just reverting that buff. But mm-hmm. the dev comment for all of those is Hunter has been the most popular and arguably the most powerful class in the game for some time, especially in lower ranks. These changes are meant to address some of the sharper play patterns this class is capable of while simultaneously lowering the overall class power level. Yeah, I think the gun was actually fine at uh reducing the cost by two so seeing that revert reverted i don't think kills it at all i just uh you know makes it a little less powerful so it doesn't hurt as much i guess yeah and really what it comes down to is, is how powerful that swing turn is that you could play it on three and with the three mana reduction you could have a turn for hydroladon or a turn for polar bear so oh, yeah mm-hmm being able to reduce the 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 ability to kind of have that consistent kind of you know three four turn uh i think that is really what they're aiming to reduce because sometimes you know especially if it's hydroladon you're just not coming back from that game unless you just happen to have the board clear ready to go right now you have to wait one more turn that doesn't seem so bad it definitely gives your your opponent kind of that chance to find the the solution to yeah. to that potential uh, issue. I think it also has an impact in, in the fact that like it's not reducing down some of the rushers that were out there that were exactly at that that key mana point where you'd almost get them for free once you dredge them up. Yeah. So. The, the interesting thing, though, is that even with these nerfs, Big Beast Hunter is still a powerful deck in the meta. It's still seeing lots of play, especially at the lower ranks. So kind of interesting to see that it's, it's just kind of con- condensing down, making that power level for, for all ranks kind of reduced back down. And towards the top lo- levels of play, it's obviously seeing a lot less play with some other decks kind of taking over the meta there. In fact, some of the top ranking decks right now include things at top legend like Naga Priest and even Bless Priest. So, And those kind of get a little more agency. Mm-hmm. But with that, you know, when you talk about some of these new sets, we want to talk about the impact that some of these new cards have. And, you know, it's no surprise that some of the legendaries from Ma and Disorder are actually seeing a lot of play. Um, however, not seeing too many of the independent class cards seeing play, which kind of begs the question of what does what impact is had across the board. So actually, Sylvanas is actually the number one card from the mini set that has seen play with Sylvanas being in 15% of the decks right now. 
Definitely a powerful card. We talked about that the last episode. And then from there, Jailer seeing play in 7.9% of decks that are out there. I know myself, I've been enjoying a lot of Jailer Paladin. The the deck has really come along from the initial stages when the Mon Disorder set came out. I think Bunny Hopper put out an initial list that was kind of like a bait tweet. But meanwhile, like players have been kind of working with that. That that framework actually is pretty decent, especially when you consider adding in additional cards to to that playset that are either more control tools and additionally more healing. Uh, the the Jailer deck benefits from having additional healing and also additional threats being added to your to your deck. I myself have now even added in Happy Rag and also Ambassador Phelan so that way I can extend out some of the threats that I have in my deck just in case there are some board clears and also add in a, you know a couple more cards so I don't have that fatigue happening as 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 much as possible and also being able to play down uh the light lord rag ragnaros allows me to you know kind of get healing every single turn that, that goes towards me especially because with my minions on the board being immune they're not even taking damage so that healing is always going to go face so f- my thoughts on the jailer are that it's a fun card to play um, so I'm glad that you're finding some competitive uses for it because most of the things that I've thrown them in are kind of just goofy uh, and mostly in wild too, like uh, King's Bane. So you lose your, your deck, but then you just always draw King's Bane. Um, so you don't actually take any of that fatigue damage that kind of counters him. Um, nice. You know, <laughs> just silly things like that. Uh, interesting combos that that it's just fun for me. And you know that's that's some of even like the 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 next card that sees that's seeing a lot of play order in the court, uh, you know six point two percent of decks. Uh, I've been using that obviously for the competitive side now for to be able to get to the jailer right away, but mm-hmm. I've also used that card to set up uh, a few different decks. I had an Elise Paladin where I could like make sure that I'm getting specifically to Elise, and then. I can draw out the monkey and set my cards up in a very specific order. I've also mm-hmm. had a boar paladin where I'd shuffle in the boars and then I'd use the uh, the or- the second order in the court because I'd get the first one just to be able to get the pieces. It'd be a really small package, like all one mana, two mana, and three mana cards. Shuffle in all my boars and then I'd order in the court again and then I'd use Finley to like make it so that way I have mm-hmm. all the boars in my hand. <laughs> and then See, all of a sudden sounds I've, fun. <laughs> then all of a sudden I've I've assembled the sort of a thousand truths and the player across the way is like, what happened? And it's really just <laughs> I've ignored I've ignored your board for like seven turns by the time eight turns by the time I've I actually managed to assemble the, the sort of a thousand truths. Um nice. it's a it's a total meme. It it does not work a vast majority <laughs> of the time. But again, fun use out of order in the court and, and some of the other deck building strategies you can do. Now, I'm not saying that, that people should play it. You should. You should definitely like go and try it out in casual or something. But realize you're going to lose to a vast majority of any deck that has any type of aggro or pressure or <laughs> anything at all, to be honest. That's excellent. In fact, I, I even played played against a priest that ended up whirlpooling like one of them and i was like really they're all gone 
played against somebody else in casual that happened to have the the sweeper the the mm-hmm. the, the mech they were all gone it's just like how is that possible <laughs> but it's casual you know so that's what happens over in the casual <laughs> circuit um but definitely fun right like that's that's yeah. the big thing there and even some fun cards that have come out do process uh let's see now in 3.2 percent of decks there's a a discard druid that's out there and i think even right now there's like a version that doesn't even run the due process but instead just focuses on getting to the the death rattle and repeating death rattles with the maze as much as possible and that one's actually I think a little slightly higher win rate, but there might be more cards added in that also help out with that too. Um, and actually attorney and maw seen a lot in ramp druid. Um, that silence effect has been quite powerful 3.2% for that one as well. But beyond that, a lot of these cards, I feel like they're just waiting for either the next set to come out or even rotation. I, and you know, sometimes that happens with a mini set. I know that, uh, the battle vicar when he first came out for paladin i uh ended up sitting and waiting and going i don't know if i'm ever going to play this card and then the rotation happened and it was like in every deck <laughs> so right. yeah so uh what do you, what does the audience think so we definitely want to hear the fun decks that you've been playing uh, as well so if you want to come on the show and talk about it that would be great if you want to just let us know via um twitter messages or even in the discord we'd love to hear what you what you're having fun with yeah i mean especially if that's making you happy i mean we're the happy hearthstone right we want to yeah. know what's making you happy and we want to play your decks let's be honest <laughs> So that brings us to the card of the week, then. Do you have one for us, Noodle? I do. And I've been working on this one. And uh, let's just say, you know, I've, I've sung cards before that were for, uh, I think I've, I've even sang a card before for Reno Jackson. So uh, this one is for my um, least favorite card. And that is Theotar the Mad Duke. Yes, you received a nerf, but... I still feel like it's not enough. When I see you come down, I I don't. I don't. I don't want to see you at all. <laughs> it doesn't hurt me. Do you want to feel how it feels? Do you want to know? Know that it doesn't hurt me. Do you pay five mana for this deal you're making? You who? It's you and me, and if I only could, I'd make a deal with Theotar, and I'd get him to swap back our aces, be climbing up that ladder, be climbing up from bronze, be climbing up to legend, say if I only could, oh. You don't want to hurt me. But see how quickly I concede. You're aware you're tearing me asunder. Oh, there's stones in our hearts. Is there so much hate for this card we love? Tell me this nerf didn't matter to us. You who? It's you and me. It's you and me. Won't be unhappy. 
And if I only could, I'd make a deal with the Itzar. I'd get him to swap back our races. Be climbing up that ladder. Be climbing up to from bronze. Be climbing up to legend. With no problems. <laughs> Good job. That was uh, well done. But it sounds like a love letter to Theatar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not so much. <laughs> you know, Stranger Things, we can just put them into the, the underworld and never see them again. That would be what I would do. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Except for he'd end up haunting my uh, my nightmares, right? <laughs> <laughs> Come back and be some sort of weird psychic uh, monster. Yeah, my nightmares have just been hearing Golden Common over and over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? I had an excellent time when you went on that stream and got your full Golden Standard set. I mean, it's definitely not something that that I could uh, necessarily afford to do. So it's great to be able to see you kind of wail out and do that 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 thing on your own. And I mean, when you open up the Golden Legendary and it's like. Golden legendary. I'm sure I'm not even doing the. Be- I, I bet you could do better. Uh, probably not. That was actually a really good wah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you know, it's it's definitely one of those feelings of like you don't ever get you don't necessarily always have that opportunity to hear that or to see mm-hmm. that happen. And so uh, it it was enjoyable just to hang out and and kind of get get that feeling and that vibe, but definitely after a while like i I was like (laughs) kind of like i think it was it was creating some sort of hypnosis effect to hear (laughs) the the innkeeper like golden common (laughs) and so just to clarify for everyone uh that's listening in i did a stream where i basically turned my whole standard collection golden by opening golden packs so uh there was a lot of the calls that you get when you get golden cards. And so it it was pretty entertaining. It's something that I'll be doing for every set going forward. So if you're not following me on Twitch, go ahead and do that. I'm not streaming a whole lot right now, but uh, hopefully when the next set comes out, then I'll be in a place where I can start streaming more uh, consistently. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, A lot of people commented on how many commons there were, (laughs) but yeah, (laughs) fun was had for sure. I mean, it's it's interesting, too, because like there's not an announcement when you normally open up a regular pack of Hearthstone mm-hmm. cards, right? If you get a common, it just like flips over. There's like just very little announcement going on. But when you're opening up those golden packs, it's like the innkeepers constantly talking to you. <laughs> and after a while, you start to realize he's not so excited about golden commons either. <laughs> but he definitely loves the golden legendaries. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but I, I definitely would like to thank our listeners for hanging out with us and getting a chance to wait for us to finish out those review cards. I know it was a little bit of a delay between the two, but uh, I'm glad to see those cards coming back. Uh, and I'm also really looking forward. I feel like any, at any moment we're about to see the, the next expansion come along. It feels like we've <laughs> just kind of started into the, the real like the the real mini set play with seeing some of these new cards come down. But um, 
I would love to hear from other players and, and let us know kind of how do you feel about the the mini set cards? Is there a mini set card that you, you feel like has gone unnoticed and meanwhile really is that more powerful card? Let us know in the, the comments on, on the show notes or uh, send us a message on Twitter. We'd love, love to hear from you guys. 